You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone. Happy Friday. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black, editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. If you've not listened to a Locked On Boston College show, let me just give you a quick welcome and hello and give you a little breakdown of what the show is all about. It's hosted by me. We go over everything Boston College. You're going to get insider information, interviews, and all the goods that you want as an Eagles fan. So make sure you subscribe and rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. On today's show, we're going to talk about recruiting a little bit. I know that's one of our favorite topics here on Locked On Boston College. I'm going to talk a little bit about what the class of 2022 needs to look like. On top of that, I want to talk about the importance of Drew Kendall. And we're going to do some news. We're going to look at some of the pre- – we'll preview BC and BU. We're going to do this all in 27 minutes or, or less. So strap in. This is going to be a fast-moving show today. First off, let's get into the news and start talking hockey. Now, if you're a Boston College alumni, a Boston College fan, one of the biggest rivalries that they have and the school has is in hockey against Boston University. It's the Battle of Comab. These two schools have battled countless big games over over the years, whether it was between Jack Parker and Jerry York. These two programs have put out some incredible talent, whether it's Boston College with players like Johnny Gaudreau or Kevin Hayes, and then there's BU with Jack Eichel. You see the players, you know the stories. Boston College and BU are going to battle for the first time this weekend. Now, this was the game that was canceled uh, last weekend because of COVID case with BU, but this is going to be a big matchup. This is the top-ranked Boston College and number five BU. And it's the 283rd and 284th edition of this battle. The first game is on Friday at 7 p.m. And that's at um, Kelly Rink. And that game will be on Nesson Plus. And then on Saturday, the game's at 7 p.m. And that's at the Walter Brown Arena, which is where the women's play for BU. This is the first time these two teams have played at Walter Brown since 2004. Now, this is a huge matchup because not only is it BC and BU... These two teams are playing exceptionally well. So you've got two teams that haven't lost in their last five games. So BC is 5-0-1. They have the longest unbeaten streak in the nation, while BU is 5-0 with the second longest. And B- But BC also has the other big uh, statistic. They've beaten BU four of the last five games and tied the other one. So they hold a pretty long record against the Terriers. And that, that's a good for Boston College. So this is a big weekend. Are you ready for some hockey? Because I know I am. This game also is going to feature two of the top three offensive teams in college hockey, which means to me the big key player for Boston College is no one on the offense or you know goal-scoring side. It's going to be Spencer Knight. As I mentioned in yesterday's show, Spencer Knight has not lost – in I think it all at all this year, and I think he has like a 13 game winning streak. Now he's going to have a huge challenge. Uh, BU ranks second in the nation with a 4.17 goals per game average in six games, 
Uh, but BC, they're no slouches, so they're gonna have. This is gonna be a high-scoring affair. Well, unless Spencer Knight, you know, plays his, his butt off, which he easily could do. And it's going to be a big one. So we're going to see what Boston College is about because we've seen BC play well against UMass. We've seen them play well against Northeastern. BU, they're right there too. This is a team on the rise. This is a team playing exceptionally well. Can Boston College beat their rivals? You know, these games, BC and BU have a certain energy to them. And it'll be interesting to see without the fans, because if you go to, you know, when it was at Aganis or was at Kelly, Kelly Rink, the games would be nuts. The fans go crazy for these games. It's one of the best rivalries in college hockey. But without them there, I wonder what the feeling is going to be like between the players, if it's just going to feel like another game, or these players are going to have a little extra juice in their step. So we'll have to see. Um, on Monday, I'll give you a full recap of these games. Uh, we'll talk about how Boston College did, what what's, um, what's going on in terms of their record, and if they stay at number one. Uh, the one name to watch out for for Boston College is Alex Newhook, who's been out. He's been held out for the last couple weeks uh, with an injury. And Jerry York has said recently that Newhook should be coming back soon. You know, they're kind of playing it slow with him. You know, adding him back into these lineups would make a big difference for Boston College because, you know, you, you've got guys that can score. He's an elite scorer. He's the top scorer from last year. They need him back as soon as possible. Uh, well, they don't need him back, but it would be great to have him back. And um, so we'll have to – we don't know if he's going to play or not. So just keep your eye open on BC Eagles um, hockey Twitter to see if, if Newhook does return for these games this weekend. On top of hockey – uh, there is men's basketball this weekend as well, as men's basketball is scheduled to play against NC State at home on Saturday. It's a noon start in Boston. This is the second game between NC State and Boston College. That This was uh, one of the games Boston College lost last time, uh, 79-76, in a game where BC had a lead for most of the game and then just literally fell apart until the end where Shaquille Moore scored the final four points of the game and won it for the pack. Now the pack Wolf Pack, I mean if if you're talking games that Boston College could win, I look at, at at NC State as a team that they could beat. Now if they played a little bit better, just a little better last time that they played, BC would have beat them. But I think the big question going into this game is who's going to be available for Boston College? We still have no clue who, what players are going to be eligible to play, who's still on COVID protocol, who's hurt, who's not. It, it's been so long. Boston College has not played a game since January 16th against Notre Dame. They've had the last uh, five games canceled. So we don't know what Boston College has left and who will be playing in this game. So I think it's a big deal. Like if you're missing... So the the four that were originally supposed to play in the game against Florida State was Jay Heath, Kamari Williams, Stefan Mitchell, and C.J. Felder, and the rest were going to be walk-ons. They need a little bit more than that. Whether it's Makai Ashton Langford back or Demar Langford, you know, I would prefer they get another guard back, but I don't know what's going on with Winston Tabs. They need somebody, or Rich Kelly. They need one more player back. If they could get five, they could stay in this game. If they're but I still go back to if if they are playing with their bench being complete walk-ons, I don't care if they're playing against, you know, University of New Haven. They're not going to be winning these games because these kids are not ready to be playing against, you know, 
Division One teams in meaningful minutes. So if I were a betting man, I wouldn't touch this game with a 10-foot pole because you don't know what Boston College has. NC State's lost their last two games. I know they played against uh, Virginia and Syracuse, but they haven't played all that well either. This is going to be a tough game. I mean, if BC comes out and, and plays well and has the depth to keep the game going, they could be in shape to win this game. I just I have a hard time betting on anything Boston College at this point, though. So we'll have to check that out. So on Monday show, we will recap the NC State game and talk a little bit more about that. Right now, though, I want to talk a little bit about betonline.ag. On Sunday, it is the big game. I know a lot of people are really excited to see Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey versus Rob Gronkowski. And if you're thinking about making any wager on this game, we at the locked on network recommend betonline.ag there's only one place that has you covered and the one place we trust they have all the prop bets you want for this game you head on over there you can find over-unders you can find you know ups over-unders on the on the national anthem the coin flip all those silly prop bets that you think of you can make those wagers on betonline.ag now if you go over there and sign up for a free account use the promo code locked on and they're going to give you an industry best 50 percent welcome bonus now, you know the books don't like giving away money. They're going to give you 50%. So if you put in 200 bucks, they're going to give you an extra 100 bucks. It's like an automatic win right off the bat for you. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get on, on all the action, whether it's college basketball, hockey, uh, be- baseball, basketball, whatever you want, they have it. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Are you looking to get all of your sports news in 20 minutes or less? Then let me recommend to you the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts the the Locked On Today podcast, breaking down the biggest stories every day with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports you need in under 20, 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College. I am AJ Black. Thank you all for listening. Now, yesterday was National Signing Day, and we listened a lot to what Jeff Halfley had to say about the transfer portal and players coming back with an extra year. Now, I wanted to make a quick, um, not retraction, but a clarification of something I said yesterday. I went back and listened to it. I got confirmation. I know one person I was curious if they were playing or not was Grant Carlson, the punter, and I've been told he is coming back. So you're getting both special teamers back next year. So you have Boomeri and Grant Carlson. So that's another win for BC because I thought Grant Carlson had a really good 2020 uh, for the Eagles. So let's talk, you know, one of the things that Jeff Halfley brought up was commitment of Drew Kendall. Obviously, it's a big deal. And we've talked about this on the podcast. I mean, we were on Locked On when it happened. You know, this is a kid that was a number one recruit in Massachusetts, the kid that had, you know, he's a legacy of Boston College. His dad, Pete Kendall, was one of the most famous offensive linemen Boston College has ever produced. And he chose the Eagles over Michigan and Stanford. Now, when we talked to Jeff Halfley about this yesterday, he was beaming when he was talking about Drew Kendall you know, how big of a deal this was for the program. And he talked about it because he thought, obviously, you're getting an excellent player. Drew Kendall is going to be an amazing offensive lineman 
and probably will be starting at either you know most likely tackle by the time he's either a sophomore or junior. He's gonna he's gonna get his time pretty quickly for the Eagles. Uh, you gotta get that. But what it does for the program and what Halfley talked about, I thought was even bigger. Now, one of the biggest gripes Boston College fans have about BC recruiting is that they cannot land the big fishes in the area. Now, Massachusetts is not a recruiting-rich area. You get a handful every now and then, but it seems like clockwork. You get the big guys, guys like Drew Kendall, that end up just going somewhere else. You know, you got... um, Mike Sanistrill, a wide receiver from Michigan, he ended up, you know, I mean, he was from Everett, ended up in Michigan. You had a lot of those big local kids that ended up at other schools. Now, it's clear Jeff Halfley says a lot of the similar things to what Steve Adazio did. Remember, when Steve Adazio started, what was the thing he said about recruiting? He wanted to build a fence around New England. And he really didn't do that. He got some of the guys here. You he obviously got the Lindstrom brothers. He got, um, you know, Isaac Yadam here. He he got some of them here, but he didn't land the big names. And I feel like that was a part that he struggled with. Now Massachusetts, in the next couple of years, has some really big names coming through. William Watson, a quarterback out in, in Springfield, is gonna be a top-notch quarterback that. BC fans are going to want to watch for. I'm th- I'm saying right off the bat, this kid's going to be a four-star recruit. He's already got offers from Boston College and schools like Oregon in in Syracuse. They're all already starting to push for this kid, um, and he's going to be the type of kid that will be the Drew Kendall level type of recruit in two years. And he may even be bigger because obviously quarterbacks, they're you know they're the stars of a recruiting class. Those are who you build it around. Now. Jeff Halfley, by getting Drew Kendall, has sent a message to players like Watson, to players, the the trio of 2023 recruits that they have already have recru- uh, landed, the kids from Ca- uh, Catholic Memorial. He said it himself that saying that getting Drew Kendall to say no to Michigan and Stanford and to say yes to BC shows Massachusetts kids that hey we can end up at Boston College and still become big-time recruits. We can end up there and end up in the NFL. We can end up there, stay close to home, and have our families watch us. That's a big deal. And I think what what Halfley said should get fans excited for the future because, as I said, Massachusetts is going to start cranking out some really good recruits in the next couple of years, ones that really need to end up at Boston College. And if Halfley can continue to close the deal like he did with Drew Kendall, I think Boston College is going to be in good shape with those kids. Now for 2022, he's already landed the number on 247 Sports, the number 2 recruit, Joseph Griffin the Gr- Joseph Griffin Jr., the number 3 recruit, Matt Regan, the number 4 recruit, Ismail Zamor. So he already out of the top 5, he has 3 of them. Tyler Martin, as I've said before, is number 5. And he is not going to end up at Boston College. He's not a fit on their defensive side. the The big one, and I don't, I just don't see it happening. But I've heard maybe if if they can get him on campus, it could happen. Is Ty Chan? You know, he's an offensive tackle. He's already committed to Notre Dame. Now, if if Jeff Halfley can flip a kid from Notre Dame to Boston College, well, let's build him a statue right in front of alumni right now. Uh, because that would be incredible. But stranger things have happened. You know, we flipped a kid from Florida last year, so. 
who's stranger th- you know we could have anything happen here uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on that but it already looks like 2022 bc's got the kids locally that they want you know there's a few more out there that they may look at um but already massachusetts they've already got it locked and 2023 is more the same but you're gonna have to get that kid watson from springfield as well so interesting to watch interesting to talk about now when we come back I want to talk to you about the class of 2022 in recruiting and look at what the needs are for this school heading into the future. But before we do, I want to talk to you about rockauto.com. One of the things I hate about driving is paying someone an inordinate amount of money to fix my car. And I wish I could do the things that you can do at rockauto.com because you can head to Rock Auto and get everything you need at a fraction of the price that you would get at a dealership. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto park customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules to brake lines to tail tail lamps, motor oil, you name it, they have it. All you need to do is head over to RockAuto.com, check out their catalog, and they'll find you everything that goes with your car. Best of all, the prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice as much for the same parts? Now, when you head over to RockAuto.com and make your purchase, I want you to go over and you write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com Now, if you're going to go over to betonline.ag and make a bet, let me recommend one of the newest podcasts on the Locked On Network, Locked On Bets. Betting on football doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC or follow our podcast Twitter at Locked On BC. And you can find us on Instagram and Facebook as well. Now, in our final segment, I want to dissect the needs for the upcoming class of 2022 for Boston College. Now, again, Jeff Halfley now has a full year under his belt. He's starting to form these relationships with the recruits that are interested in Boston College and hopefully he'll get the chance to get them on campus soon because I think that's going to be a game changer for him. Now, what does Boston College need in the upcoming class of 2022? And I think you look back to what Jeff Halfley has talked about and you can get hints at what he needs. So first of all, you know, you look at what they've already got. They got a couple tight ends. That was clearly a need in this class because in 2021, they did not get any tight ends, and you lost Hunter Long. You want to build some depth there. I think they're pretty much done at tight end. You know, with Matthew Reagan and uh, Jeremiah Franklin, you have two good pass catching tight ends already on campus. You have your quarterback and Peter Delaportis, and you started to put together some weapons. Now, what Jeff Halfley would talk about, I think that they're going to start looking around is speed. He wants his teams fast. He's talked about that all over the place. You know, you need fast on on offense. You obviously need weapons like Zay Flowers and some of the kids that they brought in, whether it's Dante Reynolds or uh, Lewis Bond. 
they've brought in fast guys in the class of 2021. He's going to want to add more to that in 2022. And so I think he's going to look for a premier back at running back. Now you brought in Bond and you brought in Xavier Coleman, but I think this might be the type of class where he gets an elite running back and looks for someone who could be a game changer. Cause both of those guys are good players. We'll see what they can do, but he may want a guy that can kind of just break open games. And I think that might be where he looks at in terms of speed and they can do it all in Frank Signetti's offense. Now you can combine that with what the offers are already going out and it's very clear what position Jeff Halfley continues to look at. And that's defensive back and athletes. You know, he's going to get guys that are fast and he'll figure out where to put them. Cause a lot of these athletes that he gets, the guys that are burners are, are kids that play both sides of the ball. They can play offense. They can play defense and he'll wait till they get on campus to see where they're going to be a wide receiver, where they're going to be a defensive back, where they're going to be a safety. It doesn't matter. He'll wait. But you see a ton of offers, which is incredible because I think BC landed seven defensive backs in the class of 2021. But as you notice with the way Jeff Halfley plays his defense, he cycles. He needs a lot of depth there. He wants to keep those positions too deep, and he uses those two deeps throughout the game. And so you have, what, eight to ten players that are going to play all the time at defensive back on top of if injuries happen. So you might need 10 to 14 kids, uh, recruits and players that can go at that position at any time. So you want to build up depth. You want six, seven guys in a class that can do that because with attrition, with injuries, all that kind of stuff, you're you're going to need to build that up. So I think defensive back is going to be another big one for them. I think you're going to see, you know, more cornerbacks than you you would notice in, in like a Steve Adazio's class. Um, I also think you're going to add in a few more offensive linemen. You know, you added Elijah Krasnovic and Drew Kendall in the last class along with Otto Hess. You might want to add two more for this class and add a little bit more and just continue to build that depth there. You're, you're pretty much done at quarterback. And I think you might want to look at another kicker. You know, you got... Connor Lighton, you probably want to look at a punter or a kicker, someone who plays the special teams as well. So, and then, uh, excuse me, and of course, more defense, defense. Uh, you know, I see a lot of offers going out for defensive ends again. So, Halfley's, again, I think he he sees the need of to build at these positions the way he wants to build them. And to do that, you need to get guys that fit the mold of what he wants. So you're going to see a lot of defensive ends going through probably those defensive end outside linebacker combos. We saw a few of those with like um, Quintavious Hutchins and Donovan Azaraku. You saw, uh, and there's a few more that I'm not naming, but BC has those guys and they're going to continue to build that. So I think you're just going to continue to see speed. You're going to continue to see defensive playmakers added in for the class of 2022. Now, on BC Bulletin, as I continue to mention, check out my profiles. I interview these kids, and it gives me a good insider's look uh, to give to you about where these kids are at. And I get to find out a lot of times before they're going to commit so I can give you guys hints. Um, For instance, I knew Emmett Moorhead was going to commit before, like, three days beforehand because he told me. Um, But you'll find that kind of stuff out if you follow me on Twitter and uh, on the website. So check that out. It's at BC Bulletin. 
Now, on Monday's show, we're going to review all the hockey and basketball action from this weekend, including Thursday night's game against Louisville uh, for women's basketball. Unfortunately, it's a 9 o'clock start, and I got a baby at home. I'm not staying up to watch that. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll find out about it and um, give you a report on the website, but not right now. <laughs> I, I had to get some sleep, too. But we'll um, we'll give you all those all that news and any uh, updates in terms of you know news that comes up. Of course, we're gonna hit it all here on the Locked On Boston College podcast. I, this is AJ Black. It's been a great week of uh, coverage. If you have not listened to some of the old podcasts that we did this week, go back and listen because there really hasn't been any games over the last couple of weeks. All of these podcasts are pretty much evergreen. You can listen to them whenever you want. So go back. If you like what we've talked about here, we have plenty of episodes uh, going back that talk about football, basketball, recruiting, everything you want to talk about, uh, check those out. And if you don't mind, if you like this podcast and know a family or friend who likes Boston College sports and likes talking about sports, recommend this podcast to them. Show them how easy it is to listen to a podcast if they're not the type of people that listen to podcasts. If it's like a grant, if it's like your dad or something, uh, show them like on the po- on the on your on their iPhone how to listen to a podcast. Because I, I mean, I. I can tell you, my dad, I, I had to show him how to do this because he didn't know how to do it. Uh, but it's super easy. And so I'd love to get a few more of the older fans out there to, to listen to the podcast as well because they give a great insight into the history of Boston College. Um, and I'd like to talk to them too. So check us out next week. We'll be back talking more sports here on Lockdown Boston College. Take care, everyone. Have a great weekend. Thank goodness this week's over. Take care.